Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. everyone and welcome back to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. It's your girl Jacqueline back again with my lovely co-host Mr. Mark Ellis. Lovely's the word Jacqueline. I mean should we call you handsome? I could say handsome. No I don't pull off handsome. Lovely I'll take. <laughs> I'll take a, a rugged you know you know. Rugged. Not, Ooh. But if you're talking about the king of rugged it's probably the star of the movie yeah. that we have on hand today because I mean the star of the movie that we're talking about isn't here. No, he is not here, but he does uh, He does personify Rugged. Yes, rugged of course. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a man who really does need no introduction, but before we get to him, I want to make sure. <laughs> his opening act. Get ready. Hey, I'll I be make, his opening act. I mean, Absolutely. Seriously. I want to make sure that we know we have an incredible guest with us today. Of course, we're talking about Candace Cruz. She's an actor on air host. Candace is an entertainment expert for NBCLX. I want to say XL every time I see it. <laughs> Candace, welcome. Thank you for having me. I mean, can I actually be his opening act, please. I mean, I think he's I a good that. guy to go ahead of. I mean, yeah. especially if his ending is This is Sparta. But if he says Angel has fallen too, I would honestly well, be here for it. Well, every one yeah. of his movies, like a lot of stuff gets blown up and destroyed. So you probably do want to go before Gerard Butler yeah. and not after Gerard Butler. Yes. Yeah. And he's got a trilogy of movies and we're talking, we're celebrating what I, th- I'm just going to put this out there now. I think that the movie we're talking about today is the best of said trilogy. You think it's the best of said trilogy? Yes. I don't think that the yes. tomato meter agrees yeah. with either one of y'all, but... <laughs> then it's wrong, Jacqueline. But that is what we're here to discuss today. That's right, folks. We're talking about the 2019 classic film, Angel Has <laughs> Fallen. 39% rotten on the tomato meter, oh. but it has a 93% audience score. If there was ever a time for folks to be divided, it is definitely out on this. We were talking about this because Mr. Gerard Butler, the man that personifies the uh, moniker Rugged has another <laughs> film coming out playing on January 13th. If it's Gerard Butler and they're blowing stuff up, you might find me there. But we're going to talk <laughs> about this one. Also, we want to give a shout out to our Gerard Butler guide on Rotten Tomatoes at editorial. That's where you can find all of his films ranked from top to bottom. And also RT Essentials, Gerard Butler. You can find that on our OTT channels and on YouTube. Before we get there, though, I want to go ahead and have... Um, this person next to me gave yeah. this great synopsis because let me guess, and this is not saying that I haven't watched the film, I have, but I'm just going to go ahead and guess something has fallen there, and oh. Gerard <laughs> Butler is there to pick it up. Yeah. But, but I will let you go ahead and give us the synopsis. You want to know what that something that's fallen is? The sky. 
it's it's all going <laughs> to crap, folks. Luckily, we have Mike Banning, who is the Secret Service agent, mm-hmm. former Secret Service agent, played by Gerard Butler here. He is uh, he's, he's sort of implicated in a failed assassination attempt. He has to escape from that. Then he's got to escape the FBI. And so basically every government agency is looking for this guy, but he is on a desperate mission to uncover the truth. Luckily, it's not just him because we also have is everybody sitting down? Is everybody prepared? Yeah. Oh, man. Nick Nolte shows up. It's yes. amazing. <laughs> Danny Houston's in here. You get a little bit of uh, Morgan Freeman. So th- this is just a, such a fun movie. And it is the culmination of Olympus Has Fallen, where the White House is sort of being taken over. That's like the code for the White House is being taken over, I right. guess. And then London has fallen. And London is another place in the world that's important. So we had to go stop that. <laughs> well, it was and then another, Angel has fallen. Another kidnapping attempt. But this time, instead of the White House, it's like the Tower of London and Kensington Palace and over there, right? I remember Angela Bassett being great in that movie. <laughs> yes. And she was great in both. She yeah, she was. Second. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and I don't remember much else about London has fallen. I remember London has fallen being like, all right, I don't need, I don't know that we're going to get any more of these. And then yeah. we got... Angel has fallen. They which, redeemed themselves. Thank yeah. you. Because I would say Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. I'll kick off that round table. I'm going to say Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. Is that This should be a fresh movie because what do you go see this movie for? You want a lot of slam bang action. Mm-hmm. Some ridiculousness, sure. But Gerard Butler's great. He can carry an action movie asleep and he's wide awake in this. And I really had fun with all the twists and turns, the explosions. Nick Nolte's in it. Come on. Nick Nolte's in it really is the tagline for this movie. And all we need... (laughs) Nick Nolte's in it. Done. That's all we need. Like, my ticket's bought. Nick Nolte's in it. But but before we go too far, I definitely want to make sure, Candice, you tell me specifically... Is, is Rotten Tomatoes wrong? And you can give me a brief reason why, but we'll just leave it at that. Is Rotten Tomatoes wrong about Angel is Fallen on at 39% rotten? Hands down. The audience had it right. They flipped the numbers. They 93, the numbers. 39, <laughs> hello. I mean, it is a standalone film. Mark and I were talking about this before, is that I watched this one first and was like, oh, there's others? Okay. I don't really need to watch the others. I did, but... They were kind of okay. They were like every other White House movie that everything's fallen and you got to save the president. You save the president. End of story. But this one, there was so much more to it. And people have obviously fallen in love with Gerard Butler and all of his movies and fallen in love with Mike Banning. Um, And this the cast alone, I thought the story was solid. It It was solid. I really tried to find holes to poke into. And I was like, there's none there. There's none. See, it's a solid action movie. Nick Nolte plugs all holes. <laughs> I would say solid does not a recommendation in their lie, but oh. I will give you solid is better than the score that has been given. All right. I will give all you right. that. Okay. Mark, right. what about all you? Right. Where, where do you fall on this one? Very wrong. Should be fresh. Um, this is not a, this is not hard. Um, this is, this is a very easy, I, I think this is probably the freshest of the group because when Olympus has fallen, I was like, that's a really great premise. And I liked the movie. I thought mm-hmm. it was better than it's the, the movie released later that year that was very similar, White House Down. I thought that uh, Olympus has fallen is better. London has fallen. I was like, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Angel has fallen. Just it, it's exactly what I wanted in an action movie where I just get to stuff a bunch of popcorn in my face and root for somebody who's relatable. And we've seen this kind of movie before. It, it's been done in Mission Impossible movies where it's not just one agency. It's every government agency yeah. that's all running after you. And maybe you can can trust one or two other people and that's our mission it feels impossible not for the rugged handsomeness of gerard butler <laughs> it's interesting you say the rugged handsomeness there is an everyman quality of gerard butler which i will say for everything that i do like about this film it very much lies in his everyman but how many movies is it's like this is gerard butler and he is just like the best version of a confused dad yes. that any of these situations yes. could call for just doing that 
And that's great, but he's still essentially playing the same role over and over and over again. And I think that's the issue I have with both this movie and maybe why it has the score that it has. Because mm-hmm. I think it's the first Olympus Has Fallen, which I actually watched first and did really enjoy. Okay. I barely do remember also London Has Fallen. I do remember <laughs> it, I think, more than Mark. We're such Americans. <laughs> we are. But that was another country. It's London, we don't care. <laughs> I watched it, though. But the kicker I will say about it is that I think Angel Has Fallen, even under its best and most like positive aspirations. I cannot make this movie go over 55. <laughs> really? I not. Because in the back of my mind, it is still the same movie. It does not do anything different. It's great in the sense that it's a new style of it. Yeah. It is definitely a new setting. It is definitely a new premise. It's essentially like, yeah, they put these folks in a different house and the house is built differently than the first two, but we are still doing the same things. We're, we're, look, we're all dancing around this issue, okay? Die Hard is like the best, <laughs> yeah. you know, sort of action movie of all yeah. time slash Christmas movie. And yeah. and mm. the first three movies Mm-mm. are are a trilogy, right? And, yeah. and, the, and they're a wonderful trilogy. But again, it's like John McClane even says it. How many times can the same stuff happen to the same guy? How yeah. can the same thing happen to the same guy yes. twice? So if this is like the lower rent version of Die Hard, yes. then I think it. then you look at Gerard Butler as like that every man that's not quite as relatable or as charismatic as Bruce Willis in his prime, but he's damn close. And so if you can't get new diehard movies, which they've tried and they haven't been good, true. I'll take yeah. the Fallen franchise. And I will say that is the part of this that that that's sort of like the glue that holds it all together is the fact that that Jared Butler is our new version of John McClane. He's not as smart. He's not as cool, mm-hmm. but he's still the guy that you want to see make it to the end. And so that's the reason why I'm like, is again, I'm going to be this person again. It's wrong-ish. It ain't that wrong. It ain't that wrong. She's giving me the look. She's like, it's not it that, ain't wrong. that wrong. Like, like Gerard <laughs> Butler has a lot of skills. He's got a lot of talents. Aren't you impressed, though, that like... Not all of them are on display in this movie. (laughs) No, and also, when Gerard Butler comes on screen in this movie, he's not as young, he's not as handsome. He does look like me, and the character has ailments. He's lived a life. He's lived a life. You can see it on his face, and you're like, okay. But then that gives me even more affirmation of why this is a cool movie. You can still do that crap. I can you look can at him. You can still do that. And I'm like, I could do that. Yeah, because like I'm, I was probably hungover when I saw the movie in theaters. And I'm like, this guy's clearly been through many hangovers. Yeah. <laughs> see, I can relate to this guy. All I see in this movie is I'm like, man, alcohol really is a carcinogen. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, yes. yes. And yes. you see it on his face. And also, I will say, too, um, we talked about this. We're going to go into movie talk. Um, we'll go ahead and go into two minutes to Tim. But we definitely talked about this. You can watch this series and definitely see uh, Jared Butler just slowly let himself a little bit go. Just a little. Like, just just say, you know what? He saved the president. He saved parts of London. He saved two presidents, He doesn't need you. to two save himself ones, right? for the gym. You're right. He doesn't need to save him. I'm not trying to yeah. body shame the man. I'm just saying you can tell that he was not as invested in the physical aspect of the performance. <laughs> He's not 300. Towards the latter part of the series. <laughs> yeah. That's all I if will say. If I was in 300... And I had those abs. I would never work out another day. I'd be like, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I'm you done. would just let them go? And I think he did that because <laughs> he's go. never even attempted since then. There's a certain point you get to at the gym where I want to go up to like some dudes I work out with. And I'm like, hey, you won. You, <laughs> you here, can here's, stop now. Here's your trophy. You just retire. Sit. Let us all catch up. Yeah, save some room for the rest of us. You can be bench And now. me, I'm like the Hamilton song. I will never be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. I, I am very satisfied. You all, this is the visual medium. You know, I am very satisfied. She looks satisfied. great, doesn't she? Shut up. Shut up. We're proud all right, of her. We're going to go ahead and go to another part of this visual medium. <laughs> we're going to go to our favorite segment, Two Minutes with Tim. Two Minutes with Tim. 
Here's a quick overview of the Has Fallen franchise to date. Critics found Olympus Has Fallen to be a reasonably entertaining action thriller in the Die Hard mode. Critics found London Has Fallen to be substantially more generic and substantially more jingoistic. Critics found Angel Has Fallen to be right in the middle. A solid, if unspectacular, action flick with a decent sense of humor and a strong supporting turn from Nick Nolte. Angel Has Fallen is rotten at 39% on the tomato meter with 191 reviews, and it has a 93% audience score. And just for comparison, Olympus Has Fallen from 2013 is rotten at 50%, and London Has Fallen from 2016 is rotten at 27%. In a rotten review, Soren Anderson of the Seattle Times wrote, Angel Has Fallen plays out exactly as you would expect from a potboiler of this type. No surprises here other than that it exists at all. However, in a fresh review, Mick LaSalle of the San Francisco Chronicle wrote, Butler can do more, but he's so good at doing this one thing that it has become his brand. That might be a blessing and a curse, but if it's a curse, there are worse curses. The Rotten Tomatoes critics' consensus reads, Cut from the same rough cloth as its predecessors, Angel Has Fallen rounds out a mostly forgettable action trilogy in fittingly mediocre fashion. So that's Angel Has Fallen and a brief overview of the Has Fallen movies. Back to you folks. Way to go, Tim. The shade is real. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> He's done something right. You might as well keep going. Hey, listen, I again, I am not mad if I still enjoy the first iteration as much as the, the last. And in this case, I do think I will. I just think these scores should be reversed. I think the first score should have been around 40 something or 39, okay. 40. And uh -huh. I believe this one should be a little bit higher because I do agree that this is a much better film that it that it gives itself a way to be on the score. But I don't know. Before we talk any more about what Tim said there, because he gave us a lot to chew on, let's go ahead and throw it to movie talk. I like how he said it's cut from the same uh, cloth. That's literally yes. what threw me is like he was getting Shakespearean in his two minutes with Tim. But he said cloth and I started to think, well, okay, what's tougher than cloth? Like chain mail. But then I was like, oh, isn't cheese cloth something that like, I, I think cheese, cheese cloth. cloth. Yeah, it's, it's like a thing you clean. I'm not a... I don't know how to clean anything, but I think cheesecloth, it's like a rougher, more tumble cloth. It is. But also when you talk about cheese, some people would say that this is a cheesy movie. I don't agree with that. I enjoy cheese and I celebrate cheese, but I feel like cheesecloth would be an accurate description for this movie. First, uh, first, <laughs> let's go ahead and, and clear this up because this is a franchise. And although we're not talking about the whole franchise, we do have to go ahead and say, Mark, is this the best one? Yes, this is the best one of the three because I, I think it's, it, you like seeing Olympus Has Fallen because that's more of a, a simple premise where, okay, mm -hmm. uh, something's happened at the White House. We need to go stop it. But I sort of like when action movies are able to go completely batshit, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, this is happening. Then this is happening. And everybody thinks I did it. And we somehow are able to weave that into like a somewhat cohesive narrative. Mm -hmm. I think this movie pulls off and in between get a lot of action set pieces. So, yes, you do need some additional firepower. Luckily, Nick Nolte does show up as Mike Banning's dad for some reason, yeah. who is also an explosives expert. You get Morgan Freeman in this. But the thing that sells me on it is there's like this weird backstory that you pick up on between Mike mm. Banning, Gerard Butler's character, and Danny Houston's character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They clearly have worked together before, and it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is up top where it's like they're still buddies and 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 Mike is kind of showing everybody the ropes on this training course. But then Danny Houston like wants to have a drink with them or wants to have dinner with them, and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't trust this. I don't trust what this guy's motives are mm -hmm. compounded by the fact that it's Danny Houston playing it. And as much as I love Danny Houston, I'm sure he's a sweetheart in person. 
You can't trust that guy too much in movies. And every movie he shows up to, and you're like, who are you going to betray first? <laughs> of course. You know what's what's great about this is the beginning of the movie, Gerard Butler basically plays James Bond anytime he's anywhere. Yes. And this is like the lighter or like uh, Robbie um, th- that played Hagrid. Uh, that actor oh, played Coltrane. Yeah. Robbie Coltrane oh, yep. played Love this him. version in Goldeneye. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, you had the, um, the Spanish guy in Skyfall plays his character. It's a character you need to trust, but you don't want to. Right. Yep. The, the pseudo, like that <laughs> guy, I don't disagree with him. That's also what makes me feel like these are James Bond movies. They just always have the same setup. <laughs> but they Gerard are. Butler is no James Bond. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> I love him, but let's wow. I was literally about to say this is a James Bond movie in the sense of, like, that that's the premise they're setting right. up, but this is not him. But do you think this is his best version of what he does in this series? Because that was my question I was going to bring to you is yeah. Is this the best of what Jared Butler is? I'm thinking this might be for you. You don't seem I, a big I, a fan. I think, I mean, I think out of all three, yes, hands down, because I think this has more, like you were talking about, there's an underlying story that is more so than bang em up, shoot em up movies that we always see. Like mm-hmm. the White House is coming down, the president, we got it, got it. But the story between the two um, that have come prior to, they have their past, they yeah. serve together. And even the nuances of just the looks at the end, mm. like when that's the final like showdown and he even looks at him and he's sitting down with him on the floor while he dies and says, I'm glad it was you. Like there's so much <laughs> undertone to yeah. it that it gives a little bit more heart to an action film. So I think maybe that's why I like it so much more. Is this, this is not just on this series, but like of all, how much Gerard Butler have you seen? I should oh, ask, but oh. of all the Gerard Butler have you seen, oh. is this still the pinnacle? No, no. I love P.S. I Love You and Phantom of the Opera. So okay. I'm a rom-com fan, but I love that he's branched out into this action world after 300 and like the bang him up, shoot him up, I guess, is what I like to always call them. He was I like in that a he's good rom-com to too. What, he was, what was the one that, that was ridiculous, but I still enjoyed watching them? And Gerard Butler was just watchable. And so the yes. one that he did with Catherine Heigl. That's the, the awful oh, truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. I, it, yeah. Like, it's, it's not a good movie, but well, I still enjoyed watching them. I liked them. it. Yeah. Well, the original, The Awful <laughs> That's Truth. That's all that matters. The, yes. I think it's 1963, Awful Truth. That mm-hmm. I think is, uh, don't don't quote me on this oh, one, yeah. Cinephiles, but I think it's Cary Grant. Don't, don't quote me on this one, but the original Awful Truth is amazing. Uh, I wish you would have seen that Is it that the one. ugly truth or the awful truth? Ugly truth. Is the ugly truth? I ugly say truth. awful truth, ugly truth. Ugly the truth. original ugly truth is much better than this one. And and he's also great as uh, as the one of the primary voices in the How to Train Your Dragon movies. So. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That's like when you yeah. look at his tomato meter, it's like, oh yeah, he's in like like Den of Thieves and all this yes. stuff. But it's like, oh right, he's the dad in How Den to Train Your Dragon. Den of Thieves is another one. So I will just say this. Pinnacle of Gerard Butler being an action star, 300. Yes. Pinnacle of Gerard Butler doing anything else, Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. The movie <laughs> that Gerard Butler does that I wish more people would watch and appreciate him for is the dragon one. Because I had forgotten about that. How to Train a Dragon. Yeah. I forgot about it. Those yeah. movies, when you talk about the great trilogies of all time, and I'm putting all time up there. Oh, wow. I'll put classic Star Wars. I'll mm-hmm. put The Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, Back to the Future, the first one is so good. I think it yes. helps carry the other two. Uh, but... How to Train Your Dragon movies, like the Toy Story movies. Yeah. If we're just talking animated, to, I put How to Train Your Dragon up there with any of it. And Gerard Butler is great as mm-hmm. as lending that sort of fatherly, you know, uh, he, he can be imposing, but he can also have a heart. And mm-hmm. you don't see as much of that here, but you see a little bit of it. Like there's something about it, and it might factor in with dudes more than anybody else, is when we go see an action movie, we do want a character we can relate to. Oh. You know, we, we want a character we can either aspire to be, which is why... Schwarzenegger and Stallone 
were so big in the 80s and, and 90s is because, mm-hmm. oh, I want a body like that. Yeah. But I think that from Die Hard and then into some other movies like The Rock, where Nicolas Cage just gets thrown into this scenario, mm-hmm. and then we have Gerard Butler's of the world come up, it's like, oh, I actually believe I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, and I actually don't look like Gerard Butler, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, no, he's wearing a shirt. I wear a shirt like that. I could pull that off. Yeah. Hey, look, and that sort of like representation matters. There it is. Hey, there I it like is. it. Even for white guys like myself. Even even schlub, <laughs> even 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 schlubby straight white boys like me. I'm not saying that that was you. You're not on the schlubby side, but that's who that avatar is. Oh, trust is, me, is definitely going after for. this last holiday season. I can get schlubby real quick. <laughs> I have never heard that word before. That's a new one for me. Yeah, I mean, I just say. It's oh, good. Like, now you always associate the term schlubby with no, Mark Ellis. No, I would say. <laughs> nah. I would say Mark is very far from a dad bod. He is being very generous on that one. But this is who the avatar is to represent. Yes. So I'm not going to I'm not going to say great, that. great summation <laughs> of my long winded diatribe. No, no, no. Butler's all of our avatars. <laughs> it is a, it's not a bad one to have. Mm. I will just say this is still a man exactly. that gets thirsted. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash I will say this. Okay, so I'm going to put a little bit of homework, so I'm going to go to Mark okay. because I feel like if I put you on the spot right now, you're going to be like, girl, really? You're going to make me do math? <laughs> I have he's, a phone. He's I used to this. He's used to, to this. Go. So give me your favorite rated at about 60% on the tomato meter movie. Which movie do you have Ooh. in that sort of range that you love? As as far as like action movies go? Any, or even action movie, any movie. I'll the, try to keep it in that sort of genre that we're talking about. Yeah. And it would probably be a Van Damme movie. That's like a hard target, something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Where again, you realize that this is very like highly stylized action, but the way it's shot and it's just so it, it's so cool to watch the action sequences, which you also get in Angel Has Fallen. Yeah, but yeah. also say like if you're looking at Die Hard sort of knockoffs, yeah, there was a slew right. of them. The early '90s were fun. They were. We got a lot of Die Hard knockoffs. Yep. Under Siege was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably higher than 60 percent, deservedly it's so. Than, yeah. Uh, the Van Damme movie Sudden Death. where it's a diehard at a hockey game where this is like game seven of the Stanley Cup finals and Van Damme's kid really wants to go and he plays a firefighter and wouldn't you know Powers Booth is going to hold the entire arena hostage. Luckily, Van Damme is there. He plays, he sneaks into the goalie uniform at one point. Amazing, amazing movie. I dig that one. Okay, so do you have a movie around that range where it's like, it's just barely sort of freshish that you like? Like the more cheesier of the action movie that you like that's in that range. Because what I was going to ask Mark is, give me the reason why Olympus Has Fallen should rank above that hard target. Well, Because this is the thing. Like, why should this be fresh? (laughs) Because I can honestly say I think this movie is better than its score. Absolutely. 
I would be hard pressed to say it's better than The Last Dragon, which is my action movie. That's around 50 to 60 percent. That's cheesy. And you know what I mean? I'm going to put it into context like this. Then I think that there is a there's a demographic of people, Mm -hmm. especially around the holiday season, that cannot get enough of holiday movies. And it doesn't really matter the quality of it. (laughs) Candace Cruz, perfect example, because (laughs) you could probably watch a all time. Christmas movie. You know, you, you could put It's a Wonderful Life, mm-hmm. you could do a modern one, Home Alone, Elf, something like that. But you could also put on anything that Hallmark puts out and uh, be like, oh, this is just okay. my comfort holiday movie food. Mm-hmm. So I can do action movies. I think maybe my appetite for watching an action movie like this that can feel reductionist and can feel sort of the same as yeah. what we've just seen as is all of its predecessors, but it still is different enough and it makes me feel the comfort that I'm seeking from an action movie. So is Angel Has Fallen better than Hard Target? Eh, I can't but necessarily you can say, that it's, say that it's fresh. But I also think Hard Target's very fresh. So oh, gosh. I think action movies are so like, like my... If you don't want to pick the movie, yeah. just imagine your mind. What what makes this one compelling to be a fresh movie? I got... I, 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 I did, I did yeah. that logic, though. All right. What makes this compelling? Mm. You know, I was re-watching it again this morning and I watched it like a couple weeks ago and I was like <laughs> really trying to find holes to put in it because for me... I love this genre of movie, but it's not my go-to. My go-to is always like a rom-com or fantasy. So when I watch these, most of the time, they are all pretty much the same track. You have someone kidnapped. You have to beat all the bad guys, shoot everything up. There's a lot of explosions. There's not really a storyline. And then that's the end of it. This one, to me, had multiple storylines. So I think that that's why I loved it so much. And the father-son... The father's son, the the wife, not really knowing his backstory and having the friendship come back and really getting to know him more on a different level. Being a father now, he's on the verge of death because now he's going to the doctor and finding out that he has problems that are not probably going to be resolved. Then you've got a president that he's friends with, that he has a relationship (laughs) with. Like there's so many different storylines within it that I feel like it supersedes um, a lot of other action movies to me. Okay. I think those are all compelling enough but I just I still come back there still not coming back this is what I would say Um, (laughs) this movie got smaller in a lot of ways which allowed so many other things to get heightened like the performances like Mm -hmm. especially Nick Nolte Mm -hmm. like he's he's just chewing every bit of scenery like he may not know he's in a movie you know what I mean he he can possibly do (laughs) Um, uh, we were just at his house for that scene um, but there's not a single aspect of it Mm -hmm. that I found to be particularly Mark noteworthy Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if I'm going to say that a film is fresh, I have to at least point to one thing. And it can be like the smallest of things. Like it can be something as simple as, you know, the heart that's behind Die Hard. If nothing else there was there, there is like a real heart and emotional resonance Mm -hmm. to Die Hard that elevates it above every other action movie that did everything else that it does. Right. I watch a lot of action movies. I I, and I still haven't been able to put my finger on exactly why this is true. I don't know why the diehards, the first three diehards are mm-hmm. great in my opinion, including Die Hard 2. Yep. And then Live Free or Die Hard and a, and a Good Day to Die Hard, no thank you. Mm-hmm. But somehow, you mentioned James Bond earlier. We always get excited for new James Bond adventure, yes. even though they're all the same. And we always get excited for a new Mission Impossible movie, even mm-hmm. though they're all the same. Like th- so, because okay. both of those okay. do movies do a very good job of making sure that the emotional resonance behind it is never cheap. There it and is. And this was a movie that tried to make a cheap, oh, emotional. Okay, okay. So the story okay, okay. Candace is talking about didn't hit uh, didn't hit home with you because it okay. felt artificial. Mm. Everything about this felt artificial. <laughs> Why are you swaying me right now? This is I not okay. <laughs> 
It wasn't I came that in solid. they didn't do what they needed to do. In fact, they right. did do what they need to do. And that's what you guys found. Right. This was the thing. If it's going to be a movie that I have to at least point to fresh, I got to be like, okay, yeah, they did it. But they did this, not just like exceptional. I don't need you to give me the Steven Spielberg tracking mm. shot. But I need to see some aspect of either the storytelling, the cinema, the performances, whatever, that mm. really marked it. The biggest thing about this is it seemed they got actors that wanted to just chew the scenery. That does not <laughs> yeah. really, that happens in a trauma movie. That's yeah. not, that doesn't really like kick this one apart. And mm. the thing that they could have done well, they really kind of mailed in. What could they have done mm. well? The the emotional resonance behind this to yeah. actually drive the story. It just felt so forced. Everything that was about emotion of why these people are here, what they care about, all of that stuff felt so contrived. Well, And the whole thing mm. is contrived. I'm not trying to pretend that it's not. Right. But like, give me something. I feel like I can forgive some of it because it like with a movie like that, I think it's a, similar in horror movies. Like we talked about Bride of Chucky last week where... You know, is it the best movie I've ever seen? No, but you're willing to forgive some aspects of it because you're having such a good time. That was okay. you're you're you you found this one character that you can kind of glom onto. And with this, I think with every new action set piece that we get in Angel Has Fallen, even more so than Olympus in London, there's somebody else involved, and there's like a new player, and it's and it's always like refreshing. Mm, and and I, that's why my favorite scene in this movie is where we get to meet Nick Nolte and all of his explosive yeah. wonders. Oh, oh that was so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where he just, had the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It, it was just like this guy's been preparing for this. He was ready for longer than Jamie Lee Curtis has been preparing for the return of Michael Myers. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. He's been training for this for no less yeah. than 40 years. And he, people thought he was crazy. And guess what? He wasn't crazy <laughs> he in wasn't the end. He wasn't crazy. But can I ask you a question, though? You were saying that it so felt superficial. What storyline of all the ones that I said would have been the one that needed to go deeper? No, it's not about needed to go deeper. Okay. It was like, this movie is a movie that makes you turn off your brain and enjoy it. Yes. When I keep seeing these contrivances, I just keep being like, oh. <laughs> it feels like a sweater that itches. It's like, um, yeah, this is a sweater and I'm in it, but it like itches. If I ignore the itch long enough, it's still comfortable. But it's still itchy sweater. It's still itchy. You it's just can't think about it. I, that Gotta family does not make sense. I do not believe for one second that this but is he real. Ended up with Piper like, you know what I mean? Then like, you that. need to do what Candace and I did because Candace and I wore this like a t-shirt and now they make t-shirts. <laughs> I love how they, they manufacture clothing now because that you put on great. a t-shirt and no. you just rip the tag off. Back yeah. in the yes. day, in the old days, you had to get out scissors and you had to yeah. cut it and sometimes you didn't cut the tag right. It would be oh, even be sharper. Oh, it would be worse. Yeah, and, but and then worse. you just rip the tag off. I ripped the tag off going into this movie. And again, mm -hmm. this was not a movie where it's the movie's fault. It's not even the movie's yeah. fault because the very first one is the one that I would have given the highest score ever. This okay. movie did not have that benefit. And so by the time it got there, it's like, this is a movie where this needed to be the first time you saw it for you to love it as much, I think. But I did see it for the first time. So maybe that's why I love it because I saw this one first out of sequence. It's yes. funny because I had one of our friends at Rotten Tomatoes, Edric. Uh, oh, yeah. he, I was telling him when I was shooting something else in studio and he was asking me like, oh yeah, so Angel was Fallen. Like, do I need to see the other two? And I was like, you do not need no. to see the No, I didn't even know there were them. other Fallens. And yeah. then I looked and I was like, oh, there's other Fallens. I guess I should watch them. Yeah. This, sure. If this movie was the only one, I would give it an entire different rating. I okay. would actually be with you guys, too, to be like, you know what? It probably needs to be fresh. Yeah. If you're doing it a third time like this, like, I don't know. It feels like, honestly, it feels like late seasons of certain shows, like when they repeat storylines. Can I tell you something to get excited for that? Well, maybe oh, Candace might be more than Jacqueline. Oh. We may not just have three movies. Yes, true. We yeah. may have uh, the, the rumored titles Night mm -hmm. Has Fallen. Yes. And I yes. don't know how far along we are. I don't know if this is actually in reality or if I'm just trying to speak it into existence. But it's fairly soon, I think. The impressive thing about 
if we get Night Has Fallen, th- right. that we got this trilogy, is that I'm taking this the other way, where if you compare this to the diehards of the world and mm-hmm. the Mission Impossible James Bond, maybe it doesn't hold up. No. But there's a number of movies that just go direct to VOD with big time stars or maybe of yesteryear. You know, yeah. Nick Cage was doing that forever. Wills yeah. was doing that forever. Yeah. Travolta's yeah. doing that forever. It, it's pretty impressive to see the staying power of Gerard Butler in a movie theater yeah. and mm-hmm. still be able to pull some numbers. Because if you look at the box office for these movies, they do was, pretty well. The worldwide gross for Angels Fallen, $147 million off a budget of $40 million, which right. means you get to make another movie. Hopefully yeah. not as Fallen. Um, but all of these movies have done boffo box office. They have combined gross over $500 million worldwide. And the total budget for all three combined is $170 million. So now they're, they're making, turning a profit. And yeah. now they're making them for 40, which is another thing that I thought was interesting with Angel Has Fallen for the fact that it, the price got lower. They definitely didn't lose a ton because they no. just made it smaller. They mm. made it more, you know, obviously you're trying to get to Nick Nolte and then it's like, you know, two men in a room and, and, they're, and, they're, and they're, <laughs> they're literally they're doing, going at it. Yeah. Um, it's also nice to have all the sets that you made from the first two if you need to go. Yes, <laughs> exactly. The, the first one costs the most to make and I'm yeah. willing to bet recreating the White House ain't cheap. Exactly. Or, you know, maybe reuse footage. You never know. They do do that at times as well. I wanted to also to ask you about this one, Ms. Cruz, Mm -hmm. because this is the other part of it that I think is a little bit interesting in the sense where you may think better or worse for it. Okay. Are all the scenes that you love, do you love them ironically or do you love them as they are? Because mm, some of them a deep breath not, there. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't answer uh, right away. Do you really like? Because some scenes, some one of my favorite scenes that I love in the movie Elvis is I love it ironically. And it's the scene where like they they see him playing and they like zoom in on it and it's like he's why I cannot tell you the reason why I like that movie is because it was a cinematic moment. I laughed at it because it's a bunch of white people screaming. He's why really? <laughs> oh, it's the most Elvis hilarious so thing good. in the world. Yeah. So I love that scene. Ironically, yeah, uh, there's a ton of those scenes in Olympus and uh, Angel is Fallen, excuse me. So are all of them like, give me your ironic best scene or maybe your best scene overall? Oh, because there mm. are scenes like that in this movie where it's like, dude, like it's just the comical amount of guns he has. It's the comical. The, the, yes, it's the comical way that Jared Butler like in one of the moments he's like, you know, I'm too old for this crap, like trying to dodge stuff. You know, like, well, all yeah, of because that. he should have been hit multiple, multiple, multiple times. times. Exactly. <laughs> there are multiple times that where that man should have died. Exactly. Um, and someone's gun was just empty in that one it, opportune moment. Inter- Energizer yes. bunny type stuff that happens to him, you laugh He's at lucky. when this person, oh, yeah, his gun pops now. His gun can't <laughs> shoot now. That I crack up. Did Is you there- just compare Gerard Butler to the Energizer bunny? He, I mean, I feel like apt. he's at the end of that Energizer Bunny, but still yes, he's, he's still he's still going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as is, I don't think there was too much. I mean, maybe I'm missing it, but I don't think there's too much irony. I feel like it's very point blank for what oh, it no, is. I meant more like if you enjoy it, ironically, like oh. this is absurd and campy. And oh, so therefore yes. you're laughing at how absurd and campy it is. I yes. that, when yeah, Nick Nolte, yeah. when he's pulling all of his traps mm-hmm. in the woods, yes, that alone that, that is that just al- like... It's, what? Yeah, it's heightened. It's what? like, wait, this guy and just And then has, there's more? There's yes. another one. He's and another one. He's got nothing but time on his hands. Thank you. And That's money. Where saying. is this money yeah. coming from? Where is the artillery <laughs> so coming saying, from? I'm not like, watching that for the way this no, screenwriter wanted no, so to. Yes. I'm laughing at this because this is absurd as hell. So I'm sort of that watching it. That would be that yeah, like, I'm interested like, to watch this movie again in maybe like 10 years and just kind of think about what you said as far as enjoying and leaning into the, the hilarious, ironical nature of some of this because... For instance, Hard Target is a movie yes. like that for me because yes. John Woo okay. 
directed it and he loves his slow-mo and he loves his like epic sort of hero shots and Van Damme wanted all of those in the movie so there's one scene in Hard Target where he doesn't get the 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 crew job that he wanted and so now he's going to help this girl look for her dad around New Orleans and there's a bunch of barrels that are slowly being moved out of the way she's parked waiting for the barrels to move and as soon as the barrels move it's Van Damme and it's just like the slowest motion walk and it's like what are we doing here but when I saw it in 8th grade I was like this is is the greatest, greatest thing, thing I've ever, ever seen. Yeah. So I'm interested to see it again, but I don't think that I, but I think that action movies today have taken a cue yeah. from all, they've stood on the shoulders. They've yeah. done what Jeff Goldblum says you should not do in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And they've looked and they've studied from those and they've sort of looked at game film like you would. If you just played a game, you're like, we can clean that up a little bit. I think that there's less stuff to like laugh out loud at and more, it's just like you're kind of chuckling like we're, as you yeah, go along. I'm replaying in, in my head trying to think of it. Yeah, we're yeah. in on the joke. I'm not per- by any means pretending that we're not, but it's the absurdity of the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, yes. this guy continues to do what he does like again just the absurdity of them being in the same situation I think there's a line in this movie where it's like not again where he's like basically this everyone is, yeah you know what I mean like I, I like when they do that though I, I, <laughs> he I kept do. getting captured and yes, kept escaping yes, exactly. and then yeah. it keeps somehow um, supporting the other guy's plan yes by him getting escaping they should be like oh well he's escaped Shouldn't we be more on his side <laughs> yes. than the other exactly. no this proves our point no and I and I will say the movie is also in on these jokes because of the part that I like on this one, because, again, this was the movie that we assumed there would be no Morgan Freeman. Right. right. And that right. was the other reason why I think this one even took me. I know I watched this on Netflix. I know I did not like go to the theater to watch this. This was definitely a Netflix. You missed like, a treat. Up. Um, Delicious popcorn at that theater. A, but that was a great moment for yeah. it, too. And that also, I think, proves their whole thing just because of how they do that scene. And that's like one of my favorite ones at the end of there. But it's I, almost like they're breaking the fourth wall. Exactly. Yes. Looking at the camera yes. and being like, exactly. well, that was wacky. But like when they say stuff like I'm like the Danny Glover, I'm too old for this. Yes. Or, yeah. Exactly. or yeah, it's it's Morgan Freeman showing up or they just lean into something. It's just letting the audience know I appreciate it yes. because I've seen a crap ton of action movies in my life. Yeah. And it's sort of like, hey, we know you're an action movie fan. We're going to just throw that little it is yeah. just like yeah. the pinhead. The thing about this movie is because it's doing it well, it's great. But mm-hmm. most of its referential stuff is on itself. Mm-hmm. That's another mm-hmm. reason why I'm saying like, again, it's not that it's bad. It's just right. I know what they're trying to do and they do it very well. Uh, they tick all the marks. Yeah, they tick all. It's it's a, <laughs> it's a check mark. That's they did exactly, the check mark and that you. is it. And that is it. Yeah. And that is great. But that is just not a movie that I got to be all like, woo, we need, you know what I mean? Like we need to see. I just, I, maybe it's because I set my expectations. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm fighting so hard for is that I set my expectation <laughs> that it does check the boxes. And it that's does it. check. And, and I will I'm like, never cool, disagree with this that. This is a great movie. It's done. It, it's a great movie, I think, for audiences. It, it's, yes. it's what I would call an action movie crowd pleaser. Because we've done another movie on this show that also has a confusingly low tomato meter mm-hmm. and, a, and a certainly high audience score, and that's Man on Fire. Yes, with mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, and we sort of made our way. We were talking about the like the hard bodies of the eighties, right? Yeah. yeah, and then you go into the Everyman of the nineties, and now we get into this world where we are in action movies now where it's actually like the audiences as they age, mm-hmm. they want to see the action star age as yes, well, yes. which is why Denzel Washington can still make those cool equalizer yes. movies. Yeah. Liam Neeson can Love rescue him. everybody from every scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bobby look, Kirk if Taken nobody. was real, 
at some point I'd stop answering my phone because every <laughs> time it's a bad still. Every time call. I travel, I'm like, oh God, <laughs> yeah. I will find you. Okay. And you know what really gave us this sort of episodic cinema version of this? You want to know the real thing that cemented that? People yeah. say it's Die Hard, but it wasn't. It was 24. Because Die Hard was gone. And it was oh, 24 that sort of brought this sort of like Back. man against the world episodic nature again. And all yeah. of these movies are really the sons of that. And granted, it is the son of Die Hard on television. Yeah. But just sort of getting audiences back to that oh thing. My gosh. That's good. I, I just, forgot about you, you all just witnessed what happens on this show way too often. <laughs> I thought I made a great mic drop point what about, you know, as the audience ages, the action star ages. And then here comes Coley. I wasn't kind of like, listen, it's 24. a great point. And I never equated it that Jack Bauer pretty much is all of these guys. Because mm -hmm. again, he goes through the same stuff in one day, Days. mind you. In one, one day. day. Yeah. Yes. Never eats, never has to take a leak. He's yes. just doing his job. And by the end of that 24 season, yeah. he's like, I can't ever do this again. And exactly. And we all feel as exhausted as that. So that's a great call. And I that and that's also why. You know, the later innings of that show were harder yeah. for me as well, too. And I, I, I'll i just stand on that. I'm not. a. I, this is what's weird. If you showed me this movie randomly on a Tuesday in 10 years and it was just separated and I didn't <laughs> think about it, I'd be like, cue it up. This is a great, great. Saturday Let's afternoon. Go. But the minute I start to think about what this movie is, like I basically, to your point, oh, you're pretty. Like, that's it. Yeah. It's the girl that you're like, you, you just you be pretty, sweetie. And we're going to have a good time. But I can't think too hard about this because just, then it hurts my brain. I feel like Gerard Butler's in that in that sweet spot with action movies yeah. right now yes. where you have like your A-listers like Tom Cruise mm -hmm. doing the Mission Impossibles and whoever's going to be playing James Bond next. And <gasps> I heard. I, I heard rumors. Uh -huh, I've heard rumors. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And then just, but then you don't go all the way down to like the, okay, what's outside 7-Eleven at Redbox that I can rent? It's like yeah. that right in between. You're still in yes, theaters. right in between. You're still an yes. action star. You're just coasting. You're not like the 777 plane. You're just, you're a nice 747. You're coasting at about 20,000 feet. You know, you're, you're not going to make the first it. Class. You're going to, you're, you're going to land the plane. You're going to land the plane. Gerard Butler always lands the plane or the dragon. Does he though? Because of the next movie? I was just, just saying, honestly, his next Does movie is it? literally plain. No there we go. Air Force dun, One, dun, no dun, nothing. And, and I'm just... back in the lead after Jacqueline's 24 Haymaker. <laughs> you just threw that up and we just but knocked you it did. out. Like literally, it's like, you're like, he's just a plain plane. I'm like, yeah, just like his new movie, a plain plane. And it's true because plane comes out sometime in January. January yeah. this month, yeah. right? And yeah. and so whereas you look at somebody who's like The Rock, yeah. who is going to have like the big Fourth of July, what Will Smith used to be, yeah. like okay, yes. we're going to have this big Lock action Buster. movie, and yeah. this is the tentpole of the summer. Gerard Butler has January and February, yeah. and we're yeah. and, and and that's Liam Neeson territory sometimes too, where it's just like okay, early in the year where we don't want to spend. Studios are saying we don't want to spend too much of our marketing budget because yeah. we got these Oscar movies we want to push, we got these big summer movies we want to push. Let's just put these movies out there. We know who the audience is yeah. and Jacqueline if they're like Angel has fallen I'm gonna yeah. keep showing up I dig you on gonna that gonna keep going and I um, will buy a lot of snacks I think that's why theaters love having the these all the things. what's the go to action okay let's play this game real quick yeah I will and you're, then we're gonna get to the yeah. we're gonna get a movie talk you're at a theater okay. mm -hmm. and you're seeing an action movie mm -hmm. okay not a horror movie not a comedy I don't recommend eating at comedies by the way no, no. maybe just have like a soda you could choke um, <laughs> what is your action movie go to meal Starting Ooh. with Candace. Mm. Popcorn with jalapenos in it. 
I've, you're the only person I know that has ever done that. I love it. You get the box. So you get the big bag. You get the box. You put the popcorn in. You shake it up with mm-hmm. the jalapenos in it. And then if you want to, you can, if you're feeling real spicy, you get the nacho cheese. You can dip a little bit in there. And then you're going to have the M&M's, peanut specifically on the side with the large Diet Coke. You added a little that few more accessories, but you know you. that this is my thing. The do you jalapenos. do jalapenos in popcorn? You, oh, we've done this together, <gasps> we've right? We've had this Love conversation, this. and I always thought of you as strange and different until mm. I was on a plane, not the Gerard Butler movie. I was on a, a real plane, and I was just overhearing these two people talk about how jalapenos and popcorn is the best movie theater trick. It's so good. And I, yeah, I got to start doing that. Like, I'm always late to the party putting anything on popcorn mm-hmm. because popcorn is popcorn. Purist. Stand alone. Yeah. Yeah. is good. And mm-hmm. so like, I don't even put butter on it. Just, just give me the popcorn as is. Yeah. But I've recently started to dabble and putting some M&Ms, some Reese's Pieces, uh, yeah. Eliza Schlesinger, and I, when we go see a movie, we'll do uh, Sour Patch Kids. Oh. She does Sour Patch Kids. She's the one that taught me that trick, and huh. uh, I will forever thank her. So you have now given the, so I'm not your formula, but that is my formula. So my Mm -hmm. formula is the popcorn Mm -hmm. with the jalapenos in the bag because AMC, it's normally in the bag. Yeah. And then I shake it. And then I take a little bit of the Parmesan that they use for the pizza or the thingies. And I like sprinkle that on the top, give it another little shake. And then I buy the Sour Patch Kids, but I don't put them in the bag. Okay. Then you just keep with the spicy and every about four Mm. handful, grab a couple Sour Patch. Cool it down. And cool hopefully, down. God yeah. willing, your concession stand employee is as cool as Jason in Corpus Christi, Texas, who went viral <laughs> the way he flips that popcorn. What a hero that guy. Really? I hope he's watching the show. Oh, yeah. that's my, that's oh, my home theater. Oh, it's all over TikTok, oh, all over social media. The Amazing. way this guy is just working the corn. Oh, yeah. I got to check Jason out because that yeah. is my home theater mm. is, uh, is, uh, is the Corpus Christi Theater. Oh, really? That's yeah. when I first started watching stuff. Good old Corpus oh. Christi, Texas. All right. That is going to wrap it up for us on Movie Talk. For as much as like we may have been, I divided on the opinion. We got through a lot. We got, we, we, we landed this plane, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> let's go ahead and rip open the mailbag. Brian, cue the music. Okay, kids, we have a member of the Ketchup Crew, Philip Calderon. He says, I hear, oh, sorry, Ketchup, Ketchup Crew member Philip Calderon here with a Michael Bay movie request. Oh, boy. 13 hours. Yes. Oh, oh we're going to oh get God. these men that are still Phil- mad since 2016. It is 51% rotten with an 82% audience score yes. in mind. 13 hours is Bay's best movie of the last decade and my favorite movie of his Personally, we need to talk about this. Sincerely, Philip Calderon. I just want to go ahead and say, Philip, you did not know the shots you just fired, sir, but you have fired some, some shots. Major because shots. This Wait. is gonna this is this is your justice. Are league. we gonna be divided? I don't know if we're gonna be divided, but I think this is your justice okay. league. So I famously, when Schmozno was uh was was doing our movie reviews, me and Christian, I gave 13 hours five out of five Schmoes. Uh, n- not a usual score for me. I was blown away by this movie. I thought it was so well done. Michael Bay knows how to do this. I wish he would stick to this kind of stuff instead of the huge robots fighting each other. My God, this movie was awesome. And this is the film. If you like that show, Jack Ryan on Amazon, uh-huh. this is why you have Jack Ryan because this is the movie that turned Jim from The Office yeah. into yes. a legit action hero. The When I'm walking into this movie and I have my, you know, virgin popcorn as opposed to being all jalapeno to m M&M. <laughs> I'm walking in there. This is 2016. I was still a baby. And I'm sitting down there and I'm watching. I'm like, how are they going to make John Krasinski a badass? The very first shot of him in the Middle East when they get interrogated and he just 
puts a gun out. I'm yeah. like, oh, I buy whatever this guy's selling. Yeah, it, okay. that was definitely yeah, yeah. when Jim Ooh, Jim put love the, him. good. Jim love put him. the thirst out there. Everybody who wondered why Emily Blunt married uh, married him knew. Just watch that. Scene. <laughs> oh, they yes. just they, oh. in that moment we were like, oh, that that is what was hiding behind. Do you know all why she lives. married him? Why? Because she got to him before I could. <laughs> I mean, that's what I feel about why he married her. Like, yes. literally, well, yeah. I, the Mary, well, look at our Mary Poppins interviews on Rotten Tomatoes, kids. You will see me. I am trying to come across that <laughs> oh, thing. Love like, her. Girl, love her. all of you, everything. Just talk to me like you do in Devil Wears Prada and we oh. will make it work. <laughs> uh, and on that we got, note. We got from, from 13 hours to Mary Poppins. Really. I was like, we got big jump here. It's a big jump, but honestly, in the quest of it. thirsty commentary, I will make that leap. I saw <laughs> it is pretty impressive. 13 hours, 51%. It's sort of man on firing. 51% yes, right. with the critics, 82% with the audience. Mm. I'm a huge reason why that audience scores as high as it is. I think we've okay. done all the Transformers films, and there's a new Transformer film coming out. Yeah, Brian, I don't know soon. if you're thinking about this, but this might be the moment to give us some, even though it's not a Michael Bay movie, we can give Michael Bay love as there is another Transformer. Looking at Brian like he's my parent. Brian, can we please do 13 can we do it? Can Glenn, we do it? Glenn, can we please? Yeah, and getting the thumbs up, kids. So, all right. Keep a high out on that, Mr. Calderon. I want to again thank our host, Candace Cruz, entertainment expert for NBCXL. Before you get out of LX. here. Oh, God damn you it. Went, you went extra large again. We can be extra large. God damn We're it. large and in charge. I mean, there we go. My popcorn's going to be there. I'm exactly. so sorry. <laughs> Candace Cruz, an entertainment expert for NBCXL. Thank you so LX. much. Did I do it again? This is great. I love this. We got to keep this in the show. Do we get a blooper reel? I want a blooper reel. <laughs> God damn. Dyslexia. It really does fuck with you, man. <laughs> Candace Cruz, thank you again for joining us. Entertainment expert for NBCXL. LX, thank you so much, ma'am. I want to, before you get out of here, as someone in the know, if I tell y'all how many times it took me to say that correctly, <laughs> I, I, I have an advanced degree. Like, I have a, I have an advanced degree. Yes, this, you do. Those She's two very letters, smart, and she watches a lot of 24. But those those uh, those letters really did a humble XL, me today. XL, LX. <laughs> we can switch it out. Yeah. Exactly, with the jalapenos in it. Yeah. Always. Exactly. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us today. We don't let you get out of here as a yes. person in the know without giving us a recommendation a TV show, movie that you think our audience should be on the lookout for? Ooh. I mean, I, I humbly want to brag and plug my own movie that I'm in. As Can I do should. that? Yes. I could do it for you if you want. Oh, yes, Man. please. You did see it, actually. Always. Well, well I Thank caught it at the uh, Marina Del Rey Film Festival. Oh. And uh, she stars along with a uh, friend of the show, Roxy Stryer. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Friend of the show, Andrew yeah. Guy. So oh, it's it, it really is a wonderful kind of coming of age movie. It's mm. got a lot of comedy, a lot of heart to it, and uh, some interesting societal things as well. Mm. I will say, Candace also got yes. to screen it in, uh, in, in your hometown recently, right? I did, which oh is really gosh, cool. Oh, my hometown? Kentucky, actually. Oh my God, that's great. It was wonderful. And I had like all my friends and family come in and just them sitting and watching it and still cringing at certain moments that I was kind of wanting them to cringe at to be like, oh, oh is, that, is that what she's going to do? What's she going to do? Oh, Candace, um, that is so dope. It's weird man. when you get like your gym teacher to come watch you. Exactly. Now. I yeah. mean, my gym teacher wouldn't because I very much was not that girl. But my choir teacher would have. All my teachers oh, were there. Yeah. So oh, that's I amazing. had that moment. Yeah. Um, so it was very real for me. But we made it into five different film festivals, won three awards, best ensemble, best director, best film. Damn. So really proud of that. And you should be. Oh, my God. You can rent say, it next year. Say the title again. And Always Lola. Always Lola. You can rent it next year. Thank you so much for coming on here yeah. today. Not at all. You should definitely plug your movie. Thank because you. Thank you. That is something I would plug everywhere. Oh, wait, this year. <laughs> We're in 2023 now. Yeah, we are. It comes oh, out this, this year. year. All right, year. folks will be able to rent it this year. Uh, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on all my social media at Candace R. Cruz. 
There it is. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I want to remind folks again, you could also be like Philip Calderon and email us at rtiswrong at rottentomatoes.com. He set the bar really high. Thank you, Philip. He really did. Because this is going to cause issues. That might be when we have to bring Christian in here since he was there. Harloff was there. He was on the scene with me. And I remember in the video, he kind of looked at me like, five out of five. I mean, he liked the movie. He literally looked at you like, you okay. want to go here? I'll, I'll, I'll put out the bad signal. I'll you see if he, can, uh, if he can leave his house in his uh, wonderful podcasting empire Ooh. he has going on. Speaking of divisive movies. Yeah. Yes. Next week, we got a bar. We have, I mean, I don't think this movie necessarily is divisive, but it just, it's a polarizing topic to talk about. It is a polarizing topic. It is the live action film, not the wonderful animated series, the live action the Last Airbender, directed by M. Night <gasps> Shyamalan. He's got a knock oh. at the cabin, which I'm so excited to see coming out in February. And I hope Gerard Butler doesn't have a movie opening against yeah. that because I want a knock at the cabin to be number one. Um, and The Last Airbender, just that's a that's a whole discussion that we're gonna have next week. Can I'm I do I do I want to set this like candle, light this candle, and walk out the door? I, do we watch this together just to get it over? Just to no, I've seen it. I've seen it too, but and this, I and need to might, rewatch it. We might need to rewatch it together, but I will say this. Um, people are not going to like my opinion on this. I can't wait. I, I am, cannot wait for this. I am, I'm excited am to Am I listen. a last, last airbender defender? Oh, speaking of teases, I did see something last week that I have to pay off. Gerard Butler in Geostorm. The one reason why oh, yeah. I loved it, Gerard Butler is a, is a legendary world-class scientist who drinks Coors Light while he's working that on machines. That is true. <laughs> that is there true. There you go. Boom. That is a great thing. That's a great point. Glad to pay that off. Um, Again, (laughs) for anyone that heard what I said about The Last Enderbender and you now don't want to listen to this podcast, come back. You never know. Don't worry. I got your back. You, he probably does. Uh, but yeah, I may, we may, I may lose some fans next week. No, <laughs> Candace, never. Thank never. you for being here. <laughs> thank you. I want to thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next week at Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. On behalf of Brian Perez and everyone here back at Rotten Tomatoes, thank y'all. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.